Hello, it's the Brian Hornback Experiences, episode 130, and we've got a nut, we've got a candidate uh, in the 2023 City of Knoxville municipal elections. The primary election is August 29th. Early votes August 9th through the 24th. We have Knoxville attorney Mary Ward, who's running for municipal judge. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Hey, uh, you know, there's. Uh, it's interesting that. Um, for a long time, nobody ever really challenged the judge, and now he's got three opponents, and you're one of those three. We won't talk about the others, but um, so um, I know you've got you've, you've got a, a pretty long depth of legal experience. I think you've been in the DA's office, so just kind of introduce everybody to who Mary Ward is and and your experience, and we'll go from there. And then from there, uh, got married, uh, moved to back to Georgia, practiced um, in Georgia for almost 10 years, and then moved um, to Knoxville in 2000, and have been here ever since. Um, and I, once, I, once I got to Knoxville, um, I started with the DA's office um, shortly after I had my third child. I have three kids. They are... really kind of the key um that i see on uh, the knoxville municipal judge position is that one it, it's kind of like the old uh sitcom uh night court because you know uh i think i think they have night court on tuesdays and thursdays and i think they do a day docket on wednesday but you know it, it still allows somebody <clears throat> still allows somebody uh in the legal profession to be able to to craft their judicial experience but also uh, you can practice a little bit of solo practice work at the same time. So it's a little bit of both worlds, right? Right, right. I think it's actually ideal. Um, and I'm at a point in my life where I can, honestly, where I can do that now. I mean, my kids are all grown. My youngest one is, still lives here in Knoxville, and he's 22, though. And, um, you know, I'm his own, but I'm his own. And so I don't have, you know, the family commitments that obviously I would have had if I tried to do this. 10 years ago, you know, it probably would not have worked, um, but this seems like a good time, and um, I just, I think that Knoxville's a, the 
beautiful place, a beautiful city, and you know, I want to I want to embrace that. I think I can make some um, pretty good um, contributions um, to the city, and I'd like to have an opportunity to do that. Sure. Well, it's uh, it's one of those situations where a lot of times uh, the um, yeah she's. Uh, for, for the for the listeners for the list for the listeners and viewers, uh, she's downtown this morning. We're we're recording this on a Saturday, so we're gonna we're 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 gonna get to we're gonna get to hear uh, all the all the first responders, and that's good because uh, yeah, exactly right. yeah, yeah. Help us on the way, ab- absolutely. But uh, you know, it's uh, really the city court uh, for the most part. Things are pretty much cut and dry. People just, I mean, either they ran the red light and there's video evidence of it, or there's body cams or, or cruiser cams uh and so really it's just uh trying to help people uh get those uh get those things cleared up off their record right absolutely and i think you know one of the things that i have experienced when i have um, been to city court is that uh, especially as a lay person if you are a lay person and a lot of those folks are not represented i mean that's pretty common right you do not have an attorney when you go down there and it, it's just it's it's hard for the average individual honestly to know how to navigate the, the system and i think that that's one of the things that um i mean just for lack of a better word i, I feel like that the municipal municipal court needs to be a little bit more user friendly um which i think would be honestly fairly easy to accomplish um and and you know the other thing too that I think um, we need to focus in on, of course, and everybody's aware that, you know, there's such a, such an epidemic here with, in terms of um, drugs and, mm. and alcohol. And, and in city courts, one of the things, um, one of the types of cases that come before the city judges are dealing with, like, underage consumption for our minors yep. that are out there. And I think that there needs to be some sort of equivalent to what we have um in like our sessions courts and our criminal courts where these folks can actually um, get assistance in accessing some services to yeah. get some help that they need. Um, and because there seems to be, uh, at least in my mind from my experience, the, the, the breakdown that's happening in Knoxville right now is largely our younger community. Like we really need to do some stuff to, to uh, have some outreach. Um, for them, um, and I've experienced that a lot. I do a lot of work in juvenile court, represent um, kids that pick up delinquent acts and stuff. And, and a, a lot of a lot of people that get in trouble, even on a even on a city level with traffic tickets and underage consumption, you know, it's a it's a product of you know that kind of it's kind of a cry for help, right? Um, honestly, and I think that we are. Right. Yeah, you're cutting out there a little bit, but yeah, you're you're kind of talking about the, um, you're kind of talking about what Judge Cerny has kind of taken up as far as the drug court in general sessions court, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And, and, and uh, there's yeah, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have something um, the equivalent like that. Right. Well, well, and at some point, at some point, if the city can, if the city can kind of do something like that in the city court, then you know, there, uh, Judge Cerny's just now uh, working with the state and with the locals to do a mental health because. You know, at the same time that we talk about uh, the issue of drugs with juveniles, you know, we've also got a, uh, I assume, I'm, I'm not a city resident, I live in the county, but 
uh, we have a situation uh, with a lot of homeless, so I'm assuming there's a lot of mental health issues that that probably come through the the Knoxville Municipal Court at some point. But I mean, obviously, obviously you have to take baby steps first, and and I think what you're talking about on the drug court um, is uh, is probably a good step in the right direction. One that I hadn't even thought about. Yes, I think so too. And you know, the same thing with you know, like you said, just the, the mental health issues that we, you know, we see that, of course, every day in the, in the criminal system and in the juvenile system, people that really, um, you know, since Lakeshore closed, um, they've been shut out of so many services. It's amazing how difficult it is now to get, you know, our teens in any kind of treatment or anything like that because of just the, quite honestly, just the backlog. Um, and I think that these these agencies are feeling, you know, somewhat overwhelmed. Uh, and, you know, when you've got somebody in a mental health crisis, you know, waiting three months for, for them to be able to get an appointment is obviously not the, not the solution. Right. So, is, most, is most of your juvenile work, is that in Knox County? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do some um, in Loudoun County, and I've done some in Roan, but, but it's probably the last... Uh, nine or ten years, it's been pretty much exclusively, right. exclusively at juvenile court. And, and I, you know, I represent um, parents that are, you know, lose custody of their of their children because they have either substance abuse issues or mental mm. health issues or both. And then I, I do represent uh, a lot of delinquent kids. They don't have a lot of attorneys down there that are um, well versed in terms of like the criminal the criminal world. Most most people that are down there predominantly focused on representing the parents and so they need people with experience so I end up getting on a lot of the cases that are potentially going to be transferred the more serious um the more serious cases that you know attempted first degree murders the aggravated and cases like that well and you know if anybody really thinks that Knoxville's the little small city anymore they really just need to go spend a little bit of time at a juvenile court and see uh, see the caseload that Judge Irwin and and all of his magistrates have. It's uh, it's amazing to have seen. Uh, you know, my my kids are are just a little bit. Um, well, my oldest one uh, is thirty two. Your oldest one's twenty nine, and my um, uh, my youngest one's twenty seven. So I, we had a couple more in in between yours. But uh, you know, having seen juvenile court uh, back years ago, and what I hear juvenile court is today, um, you know, it's 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 gotten uh, you know Judge Irwin's doing a good job of, of keeping his head above water over there, but uh, he's got a he's he's got quite a bit of cases that are flowing through there on a on a daily basis. Absolutely, and he you know he's he's done an excellent job there, but I mean their hands are definitely are definitely full. Right. I mean it's it's amazing, you know as you said just the sheer volume of people that you come in contact with, and you know every every day that I'm down there I'm thinking surely there cannot be you know, more children going into foster care, you know, and, and of course, and then nowhere to, nowhere to place them. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it is. It's, there's, there's a lot of, um, I think that there's a lot of issues, um, that, that need to be addressed. And I don't think that this is the time, um, to be complacent. Mm. Uh, and I think we're at sort of a critical, um, critical point at a critical stage, um, in Knoxville because uh, obviously we're, we're, we're still continuing to grow very, very fast. And I think that some of our services are not able to keep up with the, 
you know, the population as more and more people move into to Tennessee. So, um, you know, and I, and I also think that, um, you know, there's not, if, if you think about, um, just quite frankly, I'm the only female in the, in the mix. And if you think about the fact that uh, how many judicial positions there are and how few females are actually represented, even though we have, you know, some brilliant um, women attorneys in Knoxville, um, and they just, for whatever reason, there seems to be some barriers into um, crossing into that line. I mean, um, we have, obviously, Patricia Long, who's a, who's a great judge, um, and... Um, we have Deborah. You, know, you got Deborah Stevens in circuit court. That's right. We have we have Deborah Stevens, and we have some magistrates. Yeah, we have some magistrates, magistrates at juvenile court, and we have um, you know Judge Davis um, on the Court of Appeals. But um, you know, we just need. I, I feel like that, that it's it's an it's important. I think the city is is very very diverse, and I think that it is it's important to also to have somebody that understands that diversity. Um, understands that the challenges that um, not just you know that that, the, that women face in our community that minorities face in our community. Uh, I think that um, I, I think that I have the experience and I, I think that I've had the contact um, with the community to uh, firsthand to really know what the what the issues are here and uh, and how to address them. Well, you, you make you make a. I think you make a valid point uh, because uh, you know Judge uh, Mary Beth Leibowitz, I think was the last female that was on the on the criminal court um, bench, and I don't know that we've ever had a female on on one of the chantry benches. Um, and you know before before Judge Long, we had um, Brenda Wagner, but you know I mean clearly from a legislative perspective, I think the county and the city have have moved in. Uh, uh, recognizing, or at least the voters have, have, have uh, noticed um, that uh, women can be effective leaders because the school board is a, a majority female, city council is a majority female, uh, and the county commission uh, just last year uh, became a majority female body. And I think, um, you know, I mean, obviously as somebody who's eh, getting getting in his late 50s now, I was about to say I was mid-50s, but um, somebody... <laughs> Somebody who's in his late fifties. I mean, I remember a time when, when um, you know, the old school thought was, you know, you didn't, uh, you know, they didn't think that that women should be in a position of leadership authority. So you know, it, it's refreshing to see um, see that that is taking place and and that the uh, and the decisions being made by those bodies are um, sometimes better than what the what the male dominated. Um, um, Absolutely, you know, and I, I, I like challenges. I've always um, faced a lot of challenges. When I moved to uh, Georgia, when I graduated from law school in 1991, I moved to a small town, southwest Georgia, Albany, Georgia. Mm. And when I first moved there, there were about 140 attorneys and uh, maybe 10 women and probably seven of the women were not actively practicing. Wow. So I was in a, I was a, you know, starting brand new and a completely male dominated um, system. Um, and, you know, and, and did that and, you know, became a prosecutor and um, felt like I made a big difference in Albany um, and I'm still well respected there. I have family and friends still there. And uh, so I think that I, you know, I recognize that I'm not, I'm not afraid of, of challenges. Um, 
and and uh, you know honestly i'm in it to win it well and, and you've been in some you've been in some gorgeous places uh, augusta georgia winston-salem albany and knoxville so uh right. you know right. we've got a uh, we've got some family friends that live in uh, North Augusta, South Carolina. So, oh, okay. so we're sure. so we're 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 there on a regular basis. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's you've been. Awesome. Well, my, uh, my mother is still living. She's ninety. She still lives in Augusta. I've got um, two brothers who um, also live in Augusta, and you'll probably appreciate this because you're down North Augusta, and you know Augusta. But my one of my brothers works for the Augusta Nationals. So oh yeah. He's gotten to, he's gotten to do. Um, he was wow. A Yeah, so wow. that's, my, yeah, that's my hometown. I love, I love going back. I didn't get to go to the Masters this year, but I hope, I hope to get to go. Yeah, uh, maybe in the next year or so. That's great. Well, you know, we've uh, we've kind of worn out all we can talk about with about municipal court. But you're you're running. Uh, folks can go to Facebook and find you. Uh, just type in Mary Ward for municipal judge, and uh, you'll find her page on Facebook. And uh, as as the campaign continues to. To move along, I know you're going to continue to update some of your uh, some of your campaign socials and some of your other stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I will. I'll, you know, uh, my main goal. Uh, I started the blog in 2004. I started podcasting about three years ago. Really, kind of ratcheted up last year. Uh, you know, my main thing is having been someone who's been on the ballot, both losing and winning. Uh, somebody who has served as party chairman. Uh, I recognize the fact that putting your name on the ballot um, isn't always an easy thing. It's it's not a it's not a decision that people come to lightly. And clearly, when you put yourself out in the arena, um, you uh, as as Teddy Roosevelt uh, talked about, um, you know, you uh, you kind of open yourself up. So you know, I'm always about uh, making sure that everybody that's on the ballot that wants to talk can talk and get their information out. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, being here on the podcast. Uh, and then, like I say, uh, anything you have going forward, you know, I know there's a forum coming up that I think all four candidates have committed to. Uh, it's going to be on Monday, the 24th. We're recording this on the, on the 22nd. So it's just a couple of days out. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think that that's being done by the league of women voters, right? That's correct. So, uh, I, I was telling, I was telling, uh, Miss Ward before we got on the podcast that, I have a couple other commitments earlier Monday night, uh, so I may be late or I may no-show. The good news is the League of Women Voters always live stream those forums. So I will, uh, even if I, hopefully I do make it because I've not met you in person yet. Um, I've met the other the other candidates, but um, hopefully I can make it there and at least uh, meet Miss Ward in person. Um, but if not, uh, I will share the link to the forum so that people can go watch it on the rerun, so to speak. But um, again, I appreciate you being on. I'll give you the last uh, minute or so just to ask people for their votes and anything else that I might have missed in this uh, in this talk that we've had this morning. Okay, thanks, Brian. Well, like I said, I'm very excited to be on this ballot. I am looking forward to um, hopefully in the near future becoming the municipal judge in Knoxville. I think I certainly can make a difference. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the challenging challenges. I'm looking forward to meeting more of you than I already have, and I would certainly appreciate your vote. I hope that 
certainly. You come out on Monday night, it's going to be at the Messiah Lutheran Church there on Kingston Pike, and I look forward to meeting you. Thank yep, you very much. it's uh, yep, for me on. absolutely. It's the Messiah Lutheran right there at Kingston Pike and Paper Mill, right? That's correct. Yep, yep, right there near uh, Arby's and uh, and the uh, West Knoxville uh, Library. So you can't miss it if you if you get to the red light camera at uh, at Paper Mill in Kingston Pike, you've gone too far. But it's right there at at the red light. So uh, Miss Ward, six thirty to eight. That's right. So uh, Miss Ward, I appreciate you being on here. Good luck to you, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you as we get close to August the 9th, which is early vote, runs through August 24th, primary elections August the 29th, and uh, good luck to you. Okay, thank you, Brian. Thank Have you. You too. Bye-bye.